knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of castingacross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. This is being recorded on site from outside of beautiful Charlottesville, Virginia. I am up against the Shenandoah Mountains, and I can't think of a more beautiful place to be recording what is the last episode of 2022. But don't worry, if you are listening to this sometime in the far future, maybe even 2023, uh, this will certainly have pertinent information for you. But what I am going to do is look back on the last year in a few different categories and then look forward. And so what I would encourage you to do as you're thinking about this, sure, listen to me. I like that when you're listening to the podcast, but at the same time, be thinking also of how you can look back at your previous year, Uh, things that you've done, things that you didn't do, as well as how you have fished. That's also pretty important. But what I want to focus on in a few different uh, aspects of 2022 is what I've seen to be interesting in fly fishing through the lens of casting across. So casting across, it occupies this tiny little portion of the fly fishing world. Um, It is a small fish in a big pond, which really all of us are, even uh, the largest corporations uh, in fly fishing and uh, gear conglomerates who sometimes get the stink eye from uh, just the the -the run-of-the-mill angler as being the big guy. They're also kind of a small fish in a big pond when you come to think of it. And they're also run by normal people. And there's normal folks designing and selling and marketing those fly rods. But Casting across is even a smaller fish. Um, we we I don't know if I'm even um, of of legal size for you to harvest. So that being said, I feel like there's a great little perspective that I can glean from what I see of how people consume what I write and what I say, and kind of how that is reflective of uh, the the greater culture. And I see that primarily through what is read year over year. What content is what people come back to over and over and over again? And one of the things that is consistent uh, in 2022, certainly in the top 10 articles, about five of them are some of my throwback reviews, throwback reviews. So what is a throwback review? It doesn't mean something that I got and I threw it back because it stinks. Uh, I mean that throwback in the the terms of like uh, when when the uh, football team trots out their jerseys from the 1960s and the fans go absolutely nuts, even though the team was terrible in the 1960s. Um, but just because the color is a little bit different and it looks a little bit different and the, the merchandise is fun to go out and buy something new, right? 
What I have done over the last few years of casting across is review gear that I've fished with for 5, 10, 15, or even 20 years. And I seem to, I think, and I seem to identify with other people that think the, the, the same thing. This is a great way to really test the metal of any particular piece of gear. So there's a few a few items that I've done this with. I've done this with the Orvis T3 fly rod, which is revolutionary back in the year 2000, 2001 maybe. Um, I did this with uh, the um, Sage VPS, which was a... Uh, one of one of Sage's first kind of mid-level rods in the the late 90s. I did this with the Teton Reel, the Orvis uh, Large Arbor, a uh, Bat and Kill Large Arbor, and a couple of other pieces of gear. The Saint Croix Avid, which is bar none one of my favorite small stream fly rods still. So I did these throwback gear reviews, and in doing so, um, I have I shared my experiences with it. I shared I shared why that piece of gear has stood the test of time, not just the longevity that comes with something that doesn't break over twenty years, but why I continue to turn to that over and over again as I continue to add rods and reels and other pieces of gear to my fly fishing arsenal. Why I go back to the the rod that I used, you know, in in nineteen ninety eight or something like that, and. I think that this resonates with people because, well, one of two reasons. One, people like bargains. And so they go online and they look at used gear and then they say, okay, what in the world is an, a Sage VPS? Um, they don't make those anymore. So I have to go Googling for things. And uh, to be honest, there's not a lot of reviews for a rod like that, a 20 year old fly rod that are out on the internet. And so Casting Cross makes it to the top of that Google search. And people are able to look at that and say, okay, if this is a rod that I want to invest in, or if this is a rod that I just found in my closet, is this worth fishing? This is a rod my dad had, my grandpa had. Is this worth fishing? It's a rod I picked up at an estate sale, at a garage sale, or on an online auction. Is this worth fishing? And even if they've already bought it, I think there's folks, and I know there's folks because they have, they have, um, uh, they've reached out to me that have appreciated a little bit of feedback as to what they think they're getting into with this rod. But the second reason why I think people like these, and this is maybe maybe a broader appeal, is it allows someone to revisit something that they still use or that they have used, and here's somebody else's perspective on it. And this is something we can all kind of resonate with. Like I said, uh, you know, you go to this restaurant, you want to hear what I have to say about that restaurant. You drink this, you want to know what my experience with drinking the same thing is. Uh, you go to this place, you, you're interested in reading a book about that place, even though you've been there so many times. And in a very short way, I think that's what a throwback gear review accomplishes. It allows someone to hear what I have to say, just what another voice has to say about something that they are fond of. Um, and, and I think that is, and I know that is one of the primary reasons why people read these reviews. And I think that it is exciting to me because for all the great new gear that I fish year, year after year, uh, the fact that I like to return to my old standard stuff uh, really is is reassuring to me that I'm not just chasing the newest technology. And I think that there's a lot of folks that feel the same way. So as happy as I am to try something new, 
I'm also still a huge fan and probably even happier to return to that groove that I have fallen into, that rod that fits perfectly in my hand from years of use, that casting stroke that I don't even need to think about, uh, that, that reel that is just a, a perfect pairing for a rod, and I can't imagine finding another reel to go with one of my favorite fishing setups. So those throwback gear reviews, for, for all this forward momentum that we have in, in technology changing and in moving the ball forward and in incremental adjustments to to not only make a better uh, mousetrap but also make a few more dollars i think it's reassuring to us that in in fly fishing there's still a lot of value in revisiting the old stuff so those are some of the most popular articles of course you know looking back in 2022 there's small stream fly rod uh, advice is another huge uh, thing that people uh, have have really enjoyed looking at on the website i get more emails uh, and uh, notifications regarding small stream fly rods uh, than anything else, uh, bar none. And so I'm happy that something that I'm passionate about uh, is, is a resource for folks who are either been fly fishing for a long time or what I often find is new anglers. And new anglers is the where I've seen some of the biggest pop, not only on the website, but also on the podcast. And this is something that I'll, I'll address here in a minute uh, when it when it comes to 2023. But some of the most listened to podcasts uh, that we've I've had in 2023 are podcasts that are kind of general overviews of topics. And this is very true over the last few weeks, um, and and that has nothing to do with the fact that these are fresh in my mind. But statistically, some of the best podcasts of of the 200 plus episodes I've put out have been the last few, and. There could be a lot of reasons for it, but I think one of the big reasons why the podcast on Euronymphing and a podcast on how to start tying flies are so popular and how they've been downloaded so much across the world is because they are entry-level topics. Now, what I want to do with Casting Across, and I've said this before, both in my writing and in the podcast, is my entry-level stuff, I certainly want it to be approachable to somebody who has never picked up a Euronymphing rod, never picked up a bobbin and a pair of scissors and looked at a vice, never fly fish for that matter. I want it to be accessible for that person, but I also want to work at a different level. And that is if you are a seasoned, experienced angler, I want to give you the tools to be able to articulate how to do what you're doing to that person that you are showing how to fish, whether it be your kid, whether it be your fishing buddy, your neighbor, or whether you are actually engaged in some sort of formal training program through Trout Unlimited, through whatever it might be. And so I really, really think that being able to articulate some of the most essential and sometimes complicated aspects of anything, but we're talking here about fly fishing, is really the true uh, measure of your ability to do that thing. And so if I can help give you some of those tools, then then by all means, that is awesome. And I think that is why some of the most recent podcasts have been so successful. And uh, you know, again, I do not claim to be the expert on any one particular aspect of fly fishing, but I feel like I've done most things enough where I can communicate those things, which ironically, I couldn't think of the right word to use in that situation, but to communicate those things and hopefully give you a leg up as you seek to communicate them also. So that's what people listened to in 2022. That's what people read 
and Casting Across. That's what people listen to on the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast in 2022. Both are super encouraging because those are things that I not only enjoy creating, but also I enjoy that people are consuming. Before we go on to the next aspect of the podcast, I did want to stop and talk to you about Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and put in code CASTING, C-A-S-T-I-N-G, you are going to get 20% off as well as free shipping on your entire order. There might be codes for 20% off, and there might be codes for free shipping, but with casting, uh, you're going to get both of those things, free shipping and 20% off. So what can you get at Manscaped? Obviously, you can get stuff to shave yourself. I mean, that's I, that's, that's what they do. You see the commercials, you see the high-paid, big-name celebrities touting those things, and that's not me. But what I do want to encourage you to do is check out some of their other offerings. Uh, what I have really enjoyed incorporating into my just grooming routine is their two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and their body wash using their scrubber. And I mentioned all these products before on the podcast, but I think these are fantastic. They smell great. They work well, and they streamline things. To have a two-in-one shampoo that actually works, and for me, it's on my head as well as on my face. I am bearded at the point of recording this podcast. It really does help in duck season to have a lot of camouflage, uh, nose down, and it keeps me warmer as I run in the wintertime. Um, but to have that two-in-one shampoo that does work, it makes things faster in, uh, in in the shower. And in that scrubber, it not only exfoliates, but then you use the Manscaped body wash and it is going to moisturize, which this time of year when things are cold and things are dry, you really want that. And it's not persnickety or it's it's not, you know, whatever pejorative term you want to use to think about these things. Uh, you want to take care of yourself. You you Not to be vain, not to be prissy, but to take care of yourself. Take care of your skin, make yourself smell good. All those things matter. So check out those products, particularly the two-in-one shampoo, the body wash, and the silicone scrubber over at manscaped.com. Make sure you put in the code CASTING, C-A-S-T-I-N-G, to make sure that you get 20% off as well as free shipping at manscaped.com. All right, so I shared some of the most popular printed content and the most popular spoken content of Casting Across. Now I want to share a little bit about my 2022. And like I said before, this isn't to show off or anything like that. It's just to get you thinking, what did you do? Because as I jotted down a few notes about this podcast, uh, I, I really realized things that I'd done in 2022 that weren't really at the forefront of my mind. And then looking back on it, I thought, okay, that's really cool. And that's stuff that I want to share because I think that other folks probably have things that they've done that they maybe have forgotten about. January was a long time away. And so don't uh, don't forget to be thankful for the things that you have been able to do. So I was able to fish quite a bit, more than more than I deserve, less than I'd like, if that makes sense. And most of my fishing uh, this year was in New Hampshire. Uh, and even though I live in Massachusetts, I, I can hop right across the border and I have access to trout, bass, and, um, and saltwater species in New Hampshire. I fish a lot of those things in Massachusetts as well, but up in New Hampshire, I really have had the opportunity to explore a lot of the swampy lakes and ponds and streams around where I, I live. And some of this stemmed from doing a lot of duck hunting last year. I'm in the tail end of that this year, but really just taking time as you're sitting there waiting for the, the sound of wings fluttering overhead, just observing different aspects of some of these water bodies that at, at first pass, and I can say 
for certainty that when I first moved to New England about 12 years ago, and really only up until the last few years, I just thought, you know what, it's just so different what I'm used to in the Mid-Atlantic, so used to what I'm different in Pennsylvania, Virginia, where I, I spent a lot of my time fishing. And I just, it wasn't as attractive to me. But as I sat there in the swamp holding the shotgun, looking around, I really began to appreciate the beauty of some of these spots. And that translated into fishing this last season. And so I was able to get into really big, um, you know, spots of, of for, for crappie, uh, big spots for bass, both uh, largemouth and smallmouth, as well as some spotted bass as well. Uh, there have been new trout streams that I've found, which is by by far my favorite thing to do is find new brook trout streams particularly if they are native brook trout and, and these spots are as far as i can tell um doing my best to comb through all of the data that the, the state has and uh, about where they've stocked and where they haven't stocked over the decades but i was also able to of course fish you know further away not just New England, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Maine, but also down in Florida. My wife and I had a great getaway in the spring. And if you have a wife or you have a husband that lets you bring your fly rod on a romantic getaway, you have found yourself a good thing. And she was very content to sit and read on the beach as I walked the flats and the keys and cast to, to not a whole lot of success, but enough success to make it all worthwhile. And you're never going to uh, feel like you've wasted time if you have kayaked and waited and just spent time in an absolutely stunningly beautiful location. Uh, the other big place, of course, fishing in Virginia and just going back to the same streams and something that I can't encourage you enough is if you go someplace where you fished before, you can go back to that same spot over and over again. But what I tried to do this year is I came back to Virginia. I'm in Virginia now, and there's a very good chance I'll be able to go fishing sometime in the next few days. I, I anticipate I'll be able to do that. I'm looking forward to it. But I'm going to fish someplace new, um, especially if there are a lot of places like we have in the Shenandoah Valley here where streams have certainly some variation from stream to stream, but as long as they're in the same watershed, as long as they have some of the same geographical and hydrological features, they're going to be relatively similar. So as long as that you know that there's fish there, then you can go and fish those streams that you've never fished before that look a lot like the streams that you have fished, and you're going to get success, but you're also going to discover something new. And I think what that forces you to do is fish a little bit harder, not default to the same way you fished that stream the last time you fished it, or look for this pool, look for this run, look for this undercut bank like you did the last time you were there that you've done a hundred times, but you fish and you prospect for trout in a very new and fresh way. So that's something that I really made an effort to do this year. And in the closing days of this, this year, I'm looking to do that as well. So that's something I did in Virginia, something I did in Massachusetts, something I did in New Hampshire is try the next stream over and have really enjoyed that and found my way into fish. And of course, uh, ducks uh, really have incorporated duck hunting into my outdoor pursuits. And that has just been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been fun because I've got to get new gear, which I'm never going to, you know, you know, sniff at. Uh, but uh, it's also been fun to get outside and hang out with friends and just watch birds and learn more about what they do and how they live. And it, it's all these things that I have accumulated over decades of fly fishing, but I'm like cramming it into these short, uh, you know, two month, two and a half month seasons uh, over the last two years. And and it's a lot of fun. And it has, like I said, it has made me appreciate my uh, my time uh, on the water, period, and a time outdoors, period, and has made me more acute to some aspects of angling that I haven't perceived before. And it's more gear I can use when I'm, when I'm out in the water fishing. 
Uh, other stuff that I think is worthwhile that's worth mentioning is running. I got a Garmin watch and it's taken my run running to a whole other level. If you at all are into outdoor fitness or fitness period and you're not keeping track of it in some sort of formal capacity, I encourage you to do so. Um, now, it's not that it pushes me to, to go further all the time. It tells me to chill out sometimes, which is really, really helpful. It, it, and so I am a huge fan of my Garmin watch. I got, I think, the 245, which is in the lower end, but it does everything that I want to do and more. And uh, it's awesome too, because it keeps track of where I am in the woods, even if I don't have great GPS signal on my phone. So I've used that as I've gone trail running to fish, as well as just walking in the woods to go fishing. So definitely encourage you to do that. The other personal thing that I would encourage you to do is keep a reading list. I have never done this before, but in 2022, I kept a list of everything that I read, every book I read and every audiobook I listened to, because oftentimes what happens is people will say, Hey, what, uh, what, what are you reading? And I can think back to the last book I read and but then it just kind of disappears. And so both for fly fishing and then for work and being in, in ministry, that's something that uh, I have appreciated having that running list and to be able to recommend books to people, whether it be a, a story about fly fishing or whether it be a, uh, a, a book for, for church. This is an excellent thing that I've, I love doing in 2022, look forward to doing in 2023. All right. So 2023, I'll say this briefly, a couple of things. There's a new project I want to work on for the website, um, and I really hope it can be a valuable tool for fly fishers. Not going to divulge everything because it is still in its infant stages, but I'm really looking to make casting across a tool that can be used by people, whether they want to read a word I say or not. I want it to be a tool. I want it to be helpful to the fly fishing community, helpful in the fly fishing culture, and really prop up some of the people that do the hardest work in fly fishing. So that is what is I'm hoping to accomplish in 2023. It was just in the the, the brain stages uh, in 2022, and I'm hoping to make it happen next year. And as far as the podcast goes, this is really taking off. This is where I'm seeing the most growth. And like I said, uh, if, if you've hopped on because you hopped on last week, like lots and lots and lots of people did, glad to have you. This is not a typical content uh, podcast, but uh, I have a couple of projects that I want to work on. One I hinted at earlier, which had to do with the content that can be accessible for beginners, but also applicable for those who've been fishing for a long time. The other one involves branching out from a format perspective, and that is going to take a little bit of work, but I'm hoping that happens and happens in a way that doesn't really deviate from the purpose of the Casting Across Fly Fishing Project. So last thing, uh, because we are at that 20 minute mark. I'm getting a new job, and this is going to inevitably impact everything. Uh, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast or read the website for any period of time, I am a pastor, and I have served as the associate pastor at a church for about six years. I was with that church in a different capacity for about six years before that, and I have been called to be the senior pastor of a church that we are planting in New Hampshire. It's Christ Covenant Church. Really excited about this, excited about the ministry, excited about the people, excited about the community, excited about the group of leaders that I'm working with. And so that is a transition that I'm entering into starting in January, and we'll have a couple of big benchmarks as the year goes on, a couple of question marks, but something I'm really excited about, really thankful for, really blessed to be a part of. And uh, that will have an impact on casting across. But 
everybody that is involved in the church plant and the this new uh, church that's actually independent now um, knows that I do this and they're supportive of it. And so I want to make sure that this doesn't get in the way of that and that it, if anything can continue to energize me as I use my creative juices in a different way uh, in ministry, certainly than I do on casting across. But this also gives me opportunity to interact with a lot more people than uh, I would if I was just in a small town in, in New Hampshire. And so I really, uh, I really appreciate for that, which means I really appreciate you. So Thank you for being a part of Casting Across. Whether you are a regular podcast listener or whether you are a new listener, I really do appreciate everything that you bring to the table because without this, it would just be me talking to microphone, typing into a keyboard, and although that'd be fun, it wouldn't nearly be as much fun as if there wasn't somebody listening. So thank you. Hope you had a great 2022. Hopefully what I talked about today can give you opportunities to reflect on what you did and think about what you will do next year. This week on castingacross.com, the first article was called Merry Late Christmas from Casting Across. That's all it was. Didn't have an article last week talking about Christmas. Didn't have a podcast talking about Christmas. So Monday was Merry Christmas. That was it. And then Wednesday, a not too shabby 2022. This is something I've done for the last few years. I've taken those uh, little apps that make the Instagram collages and they give you nine pictures that have had the most likes. So I took those and I just wrote nine quick sentences about each one and my memories and my thoughts on that. So it's a very quick read. Um, and it goes beyond just like, Hey, look at these nine pictures. It actually gives a little bit of, uh, uh a retrospective on how 2022 looked for, uh, for casting across. And for me, this week's recommendation on the Casting Across Fly Fishing podcast. It is an Instagram account. I haven't done this in a long time. I recommend an Instagram account in a long time. It is Josh Franklin, who is at Fire Fishing Art. Fire Fishing Art. And uh, he is an Air Force retiree with, in his own words, a fishing problem. And he has been doing this series of uh, pen and ink, pencil and ink, not 100% sure exactly what they are because I've only seen them online. But he has been taking folks who are uh, on a podcast hosts like yours truly, as well as other folks in the fly fishing world, reaching out to them and just doing quick drawings of where they fish and then three flies. Really cool, really simple. Um, it's just just classic fly fishing uh, artwork, to put it that way. So definitely check out Fire Fishing Art. Check out Josh and his work. If you want something done, I'm sure he'd be happy to do it for you. Um, but, uh, check out all the folks that he has interacted with. And, uh, I really like the, the piece that he did for, for me for casting across it is uh, of New Hampshire. And you'll see three of my favorite flies, including my absolute top 100% favorite, uh, brook trout fly, which is the humpy, although it's in black and white. So you don't know my secret color, but that was, that was on purpose. Thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast on iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com for three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. Mm -hmm.